Dear supply chain community, good day, good morning, good afternoon, good evening um, to our podcast C4E2E number 10. Little anniversary today and I'm uh, very happy to um, have a um, pr practitioner, um, uh, a supply chain practitioner um, from the industry today as a guest. Um, and this being said, I hand over to Andy to make the introduction. Thank you, Klaus. So before we before we start the introduction, let me quickly give a, a, a background of, of what we're talking about today. The pharma industry is at about 1.3 trillion US dollars revenue each year, this year, which means over the last 20 years, it has been growing very healthily at over 6% per year. And um, at the same time, when you think about the, the IT technology over the last 20 years, there has been a very big change and very fundamental improvements of, of how we look at technology, how we look at it enabling the way we do business. Now, last year, the COVID year has been very interesting because there was a lot of shifts in terms of what is being uh, also for the pharma market, what is what is going to be done. A lot of elective um, um, procedures have not been con conducted in order to keep um, hospital beds available. Um, at the same time, you saw there is a lot of demand for, for any treatment that is related to COVID. So what we want to do today is to shed a bit light on how does that look like for the pharma supply chain and how the supply chain management and the IT can come together to really um, find improvements on that. That said, now the introduction. I'm very happy to have Jan Wortmann, Digital Lead of Supply Chain and Track and Trace at Bayer Pharma. Uh, he has a master's degree in computer science and over the last almost 20 years with Bayer, really drove the divisional business um, relationship with IT, advised the strategic and technical directions and fostered digital innovation. Welcome, Jan. Thanks, guys, for having me. It's, it's a pleasure to be the number 10 in your row, and uh, I'm looking forward to an interesting conversation on uh, today's supply chains and what the future we are looking into, right? Exactly, and and nobody is, uh, I think, I think, uh, better prepared than, than than you possibly to really do that. So let's maybe start with with, with the background. So where, um, um, kind of, what were the changes that we have seen in the pharma supply chain and and and, and pharma in general over the last couple of years? Well, COVID is, is an interesting point, uh, and it's an animal on its own, if you like. Uh, I can bet for some aspects later on. Generally speaking, we are seeing very interesting developments. So the big uh, diseases are treated with uh, very effective therapies uh, so far. And pharma industry is focusing on smaller uh, indications. By this, uh, the big amounts that we used to produce in the, uh, in the past are passed, right? And we have to focus on smaller and smaller patient groups with smaller and smaller lot sizes, if you like. Right. Uh -huh. Up to the point, if we are looking into questions like personalized medicine, where the batch size is one, right? Cell and gene therapy is one of the most promising uh, things for the future, where we have the, the chances of, of uh, curing very complex diseases, right? Uh, with the means that our bodies are, are providing us, and uh, logistically at the price that we have a very complex uh, uh, supply chain because we have to to pick up the uh, or a wean to wean process as we sometimes call it so you have to pick up some blood sample for instance at a patient 
process it and return it to the right patient. Applying this product to the wrong patient could be fatal, right? So from that right. point of view, this is the the, the ultimate uh, uh, challenge uh, for us on the road. There are some competitors out there uh, like Novartis, which have these kind of products. We see smaller smaller patient groups, smaller lot sizes, and by this, uh, a significant drive in processing and and uh, estimating the, the demand correctly in order to provide the product uh, to the patient at the right moment in time and the right place. Right. Mm -hmm. And coming back to COVID, COVID shows the potential of the mRNA uh, technology uh, in, 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 in Moderna and, uh, and uh, uh, BioNTech. Um, this is something where we will see more in the future, of course, and this works as you, as you can see on the broader challenge. At the same time, the pandemic uh, as such has brought a lot of pressure in the supply chains due to, to uh, the crash, let's put it that way, of all the air transports. So it's, mm -hmm. it's relatively important or complicated to, to, to ship and fly a specifically product to our patients and transport also has been far more unreliable as, as we were used to. So from that point of view, Cost-wise, there's a significant pressure for all uh, the pharmaceutical industries due to uh, the effects of the pandemic uh, on the on the global scale. Right. Mm -hmm. Jan, That's um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Um, these are these are apart from from COVID. Let's COVID aside, but but also the other um, um, changes that you have mentioned are drastical. Um, yeah. These are tectonic shifts on the requirements of uh, on the on the on the. On the challenges that supply chain um, um, is facing, on the requirements that, that that supply chain has to has to answer, but what does it mean for for IT from your perspective? What are the new requirements um, that that IT should um, be prepared for? What are the the the, the new challenges um, that IT has to develop capabilities for that are supporting these 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 tectonic shifts on the on the supply chain and and, and product side of the equation um, um, in order to be to be up for it and and make it efficiently run it's collaboration and traceability these are the two main ingredients that we have to master first of all we need fast and efficient communication with changing partners because in the end we have several uh, uh, cmos contract manufacturers in the line, if you see what, uh, what, you, uh, what there's out there uh, in the press uh, on the new networks that have been created for COVID, it's impressive the number of, of uh, uh, um, contract manufacturer that we see there. So first of all, efficient uh, coordination and communication between uh, the partners is key. And the more complex the, the project in the sense of, of uh, bean to bean or, or cell and gene therapy, the traceability because we have to make sure that product comes from the right partner, goes to the hand of the right partner, and comes again to the right patient in the sense. And so these are, in general terms, the two main uh, challenges uh, that I see, which would need still a lot of uh, more than we see today, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you see tool offerings uh, from various and there are uh, mechanisms, but uh, they are not really flexible because from our point of view, they, they are relatively um, heavy and uh, require constant reinvestments in order to connect partners in this sense. So this is not something which, which is uh, plug and play as you could see it for switching in your, your video camera or the microphone we are using right now. 
um, there's far more effort in the background, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe, maybe um, Klaus, let me let me um, bring your point of view here um, more gen generically um, about the interplay between the the new capabilities, the the systems, the processes, and and how a leadership team could bring them together in in the daily operations. So <clears throat> the the a, a very big sh a, a very big shift a very big emphasize that I see coming up again is process centricity. I personally think that we have turned from process centricity that we had in the 90s. We all remember business process reengineering, Michael Hammer, blah blah blah, the the, the whole whole thing. Um, we had a lot of process focus. I think the process now gets more and more into the center of, uh, of our activities and needs to get more into the center of our activities again. And we need to understand um, 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 IT um, as the function that brings capabilities to the table that enables processes to run digitally, integrated efficiently um, without manual interfaces in a in a pretty much real-time manner um, and this is not a one-size-fits-all because all of those processes are very different they're of course standardized processes but we are not talking about patient patient specific uh, drugs for example um, this is not a one-size-fits-all process um, one-size-fits-all process is, is financial bookkeeping or whatsoever but uh, we are talking about those processes that are very close to products and customers um, where at the end of the day, um, um, pr the processes are the means to deliver um, your uniqueness, uh, your unique proposition as a as a as a company to the market and to the paying paying customer. Um, and and these processes need to need to be in the center again. Um, and uh, this, um, I think, um, uh, what you asked, what the leadership team can do it. Um, it's it's pushing this, this focus. It's emphasizing the importance of processes. It's emphasizing, re-emphasizing that technology is a means to an end. Of course, we need technology for it, but technology is there for a purpose. And while the world gets, gets fancy and excited about um, uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning and all those buzzwords, um, it's 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 still not related to purposes. We we need to relate it to the purpose, and we find the purpose in the respective process. And this is where where technology um, needs to needs to tie into. And I think this is requesting this is requesting um, a very different way of of of, of thinking. In terms of of data, data enablement, data integration, data quality management, if we think and and talk and 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 act end to end, we need we also need to have this end-to-end -end transparency in terms of in terms of data, in terms of data integrity, in terms of completeness, in terms of consistency. Yeah. Um, but we also and 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 you already um, um, said uh, this this aspect of uh, of composability. We need to get a different idea on IT systems and functionality and how to compose them into processes, I think. Yes. These are the big things mm -hmm. that I see. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And let me briefly build on this interesting point. I, I'm, I'm fully with you on this question. And you mentioned the question on, on uh, hammer and uh, process reorganization. So what we did in the 90s and the beginning of 2000, we concentrated on our internal processes. The next big thing is we only can provide good strong project, uh, product for the markets if we have strong partners supporting us and in, 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 uh, contributing with their specific um, uh, talents and, and uh, value propositions in this field. If we can leverage the, the best product and best support on this, we can do even better product for our patients. But this needs a very new shift in the mind. It's the collaborative aspect. Which, which not only is who is the big OEM and who is the supplier, right? So it's, it's more the, the shift on, on, on equality uh, serving a, a common purpose, the health of our patients, if you like. And this is a very radical change because only if we treat our, our partners uh, in this sense uh, at eye level, we will be able to, to provide better project. And this needs, uh, as you are rightly saying, also the same way how we can translate this into into ecosystem processes not mm -hmm. only one company one pharma maker one one uh, api supplier one cmo it's the entire ecosystem and how we can can connect this ecosystem with the with the vision of of the patient if you like right and uh, uh, this is interesting because in pharmaceutical industry the patient is not the paying customer right so we all Look, are looking for for cures for our our um, diseases, but in the end, it's our healthcare system which is paying it uh, for us. And uh, the, the the person prescribing the right medicine is is a doctor, and it will be provided by a wholesaler. So from that point of view, we have a very interesting situation which is unmatched to all the other industry because there we have a direct relationship, right? So so in the automotive industry. If I'm looking for a fancy new lighting system, I know where are my uh, my providers which could help me in this and uh, drive this innovation. That's very much clear. But uh, and then it's it's us as the buyer which will buy the car which is uh, according to our uh, our likeness. Let's put it that way. This is not the situation in healthcare, which as such and especially the the security aspect. Um, affect a huge uh, a network, an ecosystem of, of partners, which are all in the direction to, to serve the patient, including our regulators. Right? Mm -hmm. you, you mentioned there that, that very interesting um, couple of, of, of aspects. I want to build on, on, on what you said before, that basically um, a lot of vendors offer a very, a very monolithic a system, a, a more mm -hmm. very consolidated infrastructure at the same time you have that um, very much the importance of a, of an of a of a process ecosystem if you want the processes across the internal boundaries and of course that interesting structure that the the the, the patient who has the demand is not the patient who's paying it's it's the, the, the healthcare system that's paying but then you have all the the supplier the supply network basically providing that 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 services um um, I address it to, to both Jan and, and you, Klaus, and see, see um, uh, who would like to go first. Um, what, what does that mean, kind of, um, in terms of, 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 of bringing that together? Because you, you would basically need to, to build on that, on that composability of the apps. 
and that is basically not just the the application but it involves the business process it involves the data the underlying piece which is now no longer in a single single system available right. and and that sounds like is a at least three work streams that that you need to bring together is is that is that is that correct or is it um would you like to comment on that would you first class yeah so um i think it's important we are we're always talking and thinking about innovations and 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 something that 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 i always try to convey to, to to clients or when i'm asked how to approach things is is um think big but start small yeah start small and scale start quick have the um um uh, have the the the, the decision um, uh, power or the, the 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 courage to take the decision for something to try out and also to fail and learn as you yeah. go. Um, a very wise um, manager of mine in my early days of the career used to say uh, or used to used to use a metaphor um, saying, "How do you peel a bag of potatoes <laughs> one after the other?" So pick one and start to peel it. Pick your most problematic or most painful process and start to resolve it without boiling the ocean, without asking for the overall uh, all requirement fitting um, piece of technology, but start very pragmatically and start to learn and to evolve. We are approaching a complete different paradigm of IT. Um, I, I personally think that in, in some areas, let's say very centralistic or monolithic systems will remain, but in, in many areas, they the world is going to look different, similar to our iPhones and, and, and all the apps or whatever you use as a phone and all the apps, you compose those elements that you need into your personal process, in, into your personal requirements. In a, in a similar way, we need to be able to compose functionalities that we need into a process as needed. Probably the, tomorrow the process looks different. We are coming from a paradigm where all the functionalities um, is kind of invented along with one process. If a process needs an ATP, um, this ATP is a requirement for the solution that is tied into this process. Bullshit. ATP in, in future, ATP just as one one example, but it might be whatever um, um, the the, the um, um, uh, validation check or or a transportation function or what whatever is only existing once in a corporate environment that is pulled from different angles, and this is what the composability is about. You have you have software components that are orchestrated into a process, and this is a complete different paradigm. And um, and this paradigm um, is is requiring a different perspective that an organization, also the IT organization, needs to learn. And I think there um, are, are still um, not too many offerings in this respect yet in the market, uh, which is due to the fact that it's a paradigm shift and a complete new era that we are approaching. Um, but this is definitely what I think the businesses of to, of today and tomorrow are are, are requiring. I would I would agree on on, on this uh, position for two reasons. First of all, um, you're rightfully saying uh, one of the best ways to to be innovative is is start small 
experiment value quickly and decide if it if it brings the value or not. I do not like personally the word failure in this sense. It's you do it for good reason because otherwise you don't start to invest anything. So so in the mm. failure is 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 not the question because uh, it, it's not like uh, you won't uh, miss uh, the gate in skiing or something like this. So this is not a failure in this sense. The point is, will it bring the the expected result? Yes or no? Right. So that's the first thing. Building on it is the other part. And this is the organization and the 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 uh, mindset behind it. Technically, it's interesting because we have to bring this to new solutions, which allow us to cooperate in a in a new way. Especially if we're looking in the broader concept of collaboration in this sense. And this is this is the other element where we we look we try to from the IT perspective try to bundle our, our offerings into so-called capabilities. And we have those dinosaurs and monoliths out there. And the good, the good question is, how can we reuse what we have in there and combine services of distinct services of two monoliths to something new, which exactly fills the gap? What are the requirements to get to an, to an not not in terms of very specifically on a use case and so on, but kind of from a from from a way of of thinking about challenges, thinking about how to come up with a solution. Um, how do you approach uh, the, the the innovative aspect from a, from a mindset perspective? Well, first of all, I said uh, in, in, in proof of concept uh, uh, experimentation in these points, uh, in a broader, broader sense, the question for, for all of us would be in a learning uh, uh, community, how we keep people innovative uh, and and uh, expose them to these things at least those ones who are interesting that's that's the organizational topic i would see in this sense from other part um, the pharmaceutical industry has embarked in one of the most interesting projects out there with the participation of my company which is the imi uh, blockchain enabled healthcare project uh, summarized to Pharma Ledger. Uh, this is something um, is a big EU-funded project uh, with the overall value of uh, 20 million euros, where uh, at least 8 millions are provided by uh, the uh, European Commission in this sense, where we are uh, evaluating the, the promise of blockchain for various applications in pharmaceutical industry. And, and the backbone there is uh, the trust and and uh, immutability that comes with blockchain. So this is uh, one of the ways we are we are looking into this in order to support the claim that collaboration is one of the key drivers for our future, and where we are investing these things. So you can look this up, uh, pharmaledger.eu. This is uh, where we have a good overview of what we are doing. There's an interesting newsletter, uh, always providing with the latest developments. Just to summarize this, so we are looking into use cases like electronic product information. So you take your smartphone, scan product, and you will receive the latest, the latest uh, product information. Um, Anti-counterfeit, there are always hidden uh, characteristics on the packs, which uh, which tell about the authenticity of the product. So again, you use the same app in order to scan the product. Uh, it tells you, turn the pack in this direction and do a photo, you do it. And it will tell you, oh yeah, this is authentic, or will tell you, please see your pharmacist. There could be something wrong with the product, right? Mm -hmm. So this, and I, when I, 
The other part I'm I'm personally working on is the the finished goods traceability, um, which is following the product in the moment it leaves our factory gates down to to the pharmacies at the corner wherever in the world, and where possible uh, down to the patient. So these are the things where we are looking into this in order to 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 rebuild or to to base this collaborative uh, uh, aspect at least in a secure uh, storage infrastructure that's certain because as we know that the technology is relatively um, immature in the sense there's a lot of things uh, still to be done but we believe it's the right approach to take this and and uh, evaluating this uh, yeah. and so far all the use cases brought at half term they are MVPs, so we are testing this uh, in parts with patients organizations which are part of the consortium and those things in order to really make sure that that this this can help right mm -hmm. this will not automatically solve all the process integration uh, aspects uh, that we but at least it, it's 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 giving another element uh, which is the secure and trusted storage uh, of information um, which today is not really present and i believe this is the biggest uh, uh, um, contribution of blockchain it's not from my opinion uh, the bitcoin yeah okay that it has interesting features but but uh, from a from a professional point of view it's it's uh, the trusted uh, storage uh, uh, which allows completely new things and and of course the notion of the smart contracts uh, which in the end is a rule but it allows a lot of interesting new applications for the future Right. I think there's a, a very, very brilliant um, conclusion to, to our podcast today. The, the example of exactly those use cases that that, that you're working on. Um, I, I just repeat the pharmaledger.eu is the website. Um, and uh, please have a look at that. Um, the And I think overall, the, the way to approach it, really the, the, the collaborative aspects, the, the track and trace, uh, looking at the ecosystem as a whole from a business process perspective, not not tiny but but really large, and then really coming to to sh to, to showing the value very quickly with specific use cases, getting them done quickly, refining them later, and and really learning from from any insights that you get. Brilliant! Thank you so much. Thank you. I think we leave it at this.